This is The Structuring Podcast. G'day and welcome back. This is episode 73 of The Structuring Podcast and today's topic is buying a holiday home in a company. The reason a lot of people want to buy a holiday home in a company is they might be running a business for a company and the company may have large amounts of retained earnings. It can also happen with bucket companies. Taking the money out of the company will generally trigger tax, and that's because top-up tax will be payable. A trading company will generally pay 25% tax. So if it pays a dividend to a shareholder, that shareholder is going to have to pay tax at their marginal tax rates, but they will get a franking credit. So they're likely to have to pay more tax on top. The advantage with using a company that has retained earnings is the company might simply be able to pay cash for the property. So let's let's do an example. Homer's been trading in his company and the company has $500,000 worth of retained earnings. It's already paid tax on that money. He's also looking at a $500,000 property near the beach must be in a remote location if it's that cheap. And the purpose of that is for the family to go and and use that property. So the company could simply buy it in its own name and pay cash. There'd be no direct tax consequences to that. But the problem is if Homer uses that property, he'll have to pay tax on the market rent. And that's because it'll fall under the Division 7A rules. So Section 109CA of the Income Tax Assessment Act 1936 actually makes the benefit paid to the shareholder or an associate of the shareholder taxable as income in the form of an unfranked dividend. So if the property is sitting there empty, not being rented out to anyone, and one of the family members goes and stays there, they'll have to pay tax at the market rate for the rent for that property. And that's whether rent is formally charged or not. If the property was held by a individual or a trustee of a discretionary trust, they could simply let a beneficiary stay there tax-free or rent-free, sorry. So if the property was held by an individual or the trustee of a discretionary trust, they could allow anyone to stay there rent-free with no tax implications, provided that the trust doesn't prevent that, the trust terms, that is. So it's problematic having a holiday home in a company. The other issue is if it's a trading company, that home is an asset and it will be exposed to creditors of that company. It will also be exposed, well, the, the capital growth will also be exposed So what's an alternative? Well, the alternative might be to have an individual or a trustee borrow from the company on Division 7A terms and to buy that property. Now, because of Division 7A, the borrower will need to pay the benchmark interest rate to the company, which is currently 4.82%, I think. And that Interest could be deductible if they're renting the property at market rent. If they're just letting a beneficiary or someone stay there rent-free, it won't be deductible. However, it will still be a cost-based expense, which could be used to reduce capital gains tax when the property is eventually sold. 
There's many other issues to consider, though, before finalising the ownership structure. And another main one is land tax. So make sure you do get some legal and tax advice before you go out and buy a holiday home. And a company might still be a good idea, but just be aware there are tax implications if someone is staying there rent-free. That's all for this week, and see you again next week. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.